to the Everyday PM podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, and tech industries. I'm happy to welcome back to the pod, Mr. Brian Summons, who you may have remembered from a previous episode, actually several previous episodes where we collaborated on topics like 2021 project management trends, as well as working remotely. So Brian, thank you so much for your support of the podcast and coming back on to join me for today's topic. No problem at all, Anne. Thank you for having me on. Well, I think normally, because you pause, because you're, you're trained to pause right there, <laughs> normally I'd have you introduce yourself to our listeners at this point in time. But today's topic is focusing on you. You, Mr. Brian Summons, are today's guest of honor. I am spotlighting you in the Everyday PM podcast. I know bits and pieces of your journey to where you're at today, but I am so excited to really dive into the details of how you've come to be where you're at, right? And so I, I know the bits and pieces and I've tried to put it together, but I think it'd be really fun to just dive into your journey um, professionally give guidance to project managers who are looking to, you know, go on a similar journey as you. You've just been an inspiration to me and I think to many others who have met you. And I don't think I've shared this with you yet, Brian, but you know, for those that haven't heard our previous podcast, Brian and I know each other because we met virtually. We actually met for the first time not too long ago in person, but our real encounters have all really been virtual, right, Brian? And this was through that uh, Masters of Science and Project Management program through the University of Southern California. So um, a lot of our interactions are kind of what you see today based on the pandemic with people who are interacting virtually, going on Zoom calls, et cetera. And that's how essentially Brian and I met. And so Brian, I want to kick this off by saying I quietly observed and listened to you throughout our entire program. And what I have to say is that you meet some people and you just get a vibe that you know you would connect with this person, whether it's virtually or in person. And I really got that vibe from you in our cohort. And I think it's because you and I weren't the most active participants per se. We weren't speaking all the time in our classes, but when you did, you spoke with conviction. You had something, a, a very strong statement to say, and often times I would either agree with you. And if I didn't agree with you, I still think that you had such valid commentary within our course. So I just want to say first and foremost, throw those accolades at you, Brian, in terms of, you know, just I've always been in awe of your journey and kind of what you have to say about project management and, and the professional space. So hopefully I've buttered up you, uh, buttered you up enough to, to, <laughs> to, to dive into, you know, who you are, and, and why don't we, we kick off by asking you about your journey? Give us a, a, an overview of that. Well, first, and thanks for those kind words. And I'm also a huge fan of Ann Campia and the Everyday PM and, and your whole journey as well. So, um, but to start off, I guess my journey and why I became a, a project manager, um, it happened really kind of oddly. And so I know you talk a lot about how you and others, uh, you know, in the field of project management kind of fell into it. And my journey is a little bit different because I actually sought out leaders 
uh, to help me get into the field. And interesting enough, um, I was in the military for about eight years and served. And as I was transitioning uh, from the military, I knew I was going to be in the civilian sector, but I just didn't know what really was going to pique my interest. And so as I was transitioning, uh, one of the counselors mentioned, hey, you should really look into project management. And at that time, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I didn't know what project management was. I had never really heard of it. Um, but as I looked into it, um, I felt like, man, this would probably be something that I could do really well. Um, and it would fit, you know, my personality. And so Dr. James Brown, uh, in one of his recent posts, made a great point that project management is more art than science. And this is why everyone isn't good at it. And so I think for me, I really connected with the arts of it all. And uh, over the course of, you know, the last few years, I've been able to really hone my skills and, and become one of the better project managers, um, you know, within my organization and, and other organizations as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, this is interesting dichotomy of those that of us that are what we would quote unquote say accidental PMs, right? We kind yeah. of were in the industry working at other jobs and realized we had that skill set. So you talk about uh, project management being more of an art form than a science. And I love that. I love that many of us feel that way. I, I absolutely agree with you in terms of looking at it in that, with that perce perception, right? And so mm -hmm. what are some of the skills as you know, you were in the military, you gained that experience, what are some of the skills that you started to piece together and say, oh, I can do this, right? I can practice this as an art form. This can actually be my professional journey. What are some of those skill sets that you really started to acknowledge and attribute to being a good project manager? Well, right off the bat, it was communication. And so uh, for me, you know, in the military, communication is vital. And it's actually you know, the difference between life or death in most cases. Um, so your ability to effectively and concisely communicate is going to be key. And so that's a direct correlation to project management as well. Um, you know, I think there's the quote, 90% of your time as a project manager is spent uh, communicating. And so that's very true. Yeah. And so once I saw that, you know, communication was a big thing, um, I'm great. I'm really big on communication, um, and also interacting with people. So building relationships. And I think that's how we got here today, right? Uh, just being able to mm -hmm. identify like-minded individuals, um, and build on that, that experience, um, you know, just through your relationship building. And so, um, I think those are two big keys but also then there's the piece where you need to connect the dots for others as well. Sure. And so many times, uh, especially being in technology, the things that we're implementing and the, and the stakeholders that we're working with um, don't necessarily translate to the C-suite or to other areas of the business. And so being able to be a, a translator of sorts to ensure that uh, just because you're not in the tech industry or, or field, 
um, that you understand the solution that we're going to be implementing and the and the benefits of, of that technology um, is key for a project manager as well because being you know the face of uh, of many projects you'll definitely need to connect the dots for others at times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think stitchers is a word that I've heard quite often, right? We often stitch either communication together, people together, teams together, uh, 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 relationships together. So absolutely. <laughs> I think that all, I, I think that all clicks, it all makes sense. And so as you were talking through where you potentially would go after serving in the army, but by the way, Brian, thank you for your service. I, 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 I want to make sure that I say that first and foremost is what, what was the first kind of role that you picked up that you're like, okay, this is going to work. I could be a project manager. Well, right out of the gate, since I was in Houston at the time, Houston's huge with oil and gas. And so I was able to land an opportunity, um, you know, within the oil and gas sector. And I was working as a coordinator. Um, but one of the things that really kind of opened my eyes to say, yeah, I could definitely do this was a mentor of mine. Um, so I had a project director um, at that time by the name of Allison Manfredini. And Allison, uh, she was definitely a key to my development as a project manager. And she saw things in me that I had not yet seen um, at the time. Right. But she was always pushing me. And she's actually the reason uh, or one of the key people who helped influence me to get my PMP. Um, but she saw things within me that I really didn't see. And she saw opportunity um, that I could really jump on and capitalize on. And um, she was able to convey that to me, you know, through her leadership. And so I'll be forever kind of indebted to her for really opening my eyes showing me, yes, this is something you could do. And so as I worked closely with other project managers, you know, within the oil and gas um, field, I just really connected with all of them um, and started to kind of mirror their experience. And, you know, they all brought various things uh, to the table that were great. And so I would just pick up one thing from 1 p.m., put it in my toolbox. You know, um, a couple of those those mentors for me were guys like Mike Morgan, Carlos Mejia, uh, Travis Zebro. These were all kind of key guys in the oil and gas industry at that time who really just kind of took me under their wing and they knew I was a sponge. I would ask them tons of questions and they would be there uh, to answer and kind of guide me, but they also uh, didn't spoon feed me the information. And I think that was a key. Um, they really gave me kind of guidance on where to go and, uh, and allowed me to explore and kind of bump my head and learn things. And as you know, oil and gas is very different from where I am today. So, uh, but, but that foundation um, and those types of projects and, um, just with the the stress and the the really um, tight timelines related to those projects, really taught me a lot about you know keeping the scope, driving discussions around the scope, um, performing to the contract, meeting the timeline, 
staying within budget, things like that, that are key components in project management. Yeah, I love that. I, I think mentors are ab- absolutely necessary if you can find the right ones. And it does sound like you've had many great ones along your journey, which is which is fantastic. And the, the fact that you point out not being spoon fed, right? Mentorship is there for a reason. It's there to kind of train you and help you uh, support your journey, but it's not necessarily there for a person to just do your job for you. So I like that you 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 called that out as well, Brian. And project management is not an easy role by any means, right? I think Definitely. there's this misconception of project management sometimes when I have conversations with people about, oh, well, you're kind of just there in the background. You're not really doing anything, maybe taking notes, creating an agenda, scheduling meetings. And, and you know, that's that's kind of the broad perception um, in, in some respect, depending on who you talk to. And so going back to this idea of mentorship, it sounds like you had people there that were not only breaking down what you needed to do, you, like you said, absorbed a lot of the traits and skills that they were showcasing that you wanted to inherit for yourself. But ultimately, they were being real about what the role really is, right? And, 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 really setting it straight that it's not an easy role. You have to interface with all levels of the company. You have to be able to communicate in many, many different ways. There's so many things you have to stitch together. And if you guys can find those listening, if you can find a mentor who can realistically help you (laughs) understand what this role is and, and at the same time support and train you to be the best project manager you can be, which it sounds like Brian's had several great mentors in his life. Um, and I think, Brian, I would say you're probably mentoring people now, whether you are officially a mentor or not. I, I totally see you providing that guidance to your own project managers now. So um, highly encouraged, if you can, to find those people in your network and your community and try to build that for yourself. But Brian, thank you for sharing that about that particular part about your journey. But I think you segue into something that I'm really curious to dig into because for those of you who have not gone into Brian's LinkedIn page, I will break it down very quickly because I have questions here, Brian. I have <laughs> questions. And and this is this is particularly driven by the fact that project managers, either you, again, are accidental and you fall into it. So your roles on your resume may not be so in sync with each other, or you have somebody who, again, from day one has been project coordinator, project specialist, blah, 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 and you've kind of built your way to project manager, right? So Brian, I just want to highlight some of your accolades because it's quite impressive. When it comes to licenses and certifications, you pointed out you have a PMP, um, PMP certified, but you're also a certified scrum master, amazing, uh, which we'll talk about how that plays into your current role, right? Um, you're also a certified Scrum product owner. Again, amazing. You are tripling the amount of certifications I have. So again, you're winning that race. Um, you, we, we collectively met each other in our master's program. So you have the MSPM. Uh, you have a degree from University of Houston in project management. So your story holds true so far that you are not accidental. 
then when it comes to all of your experiences, this is what I envision. If you talk to somebody who said, I knew I wanted to be a project manager from day one, this is what I imagine I would see on a resume, right? Because you went from coordinator to program manager to project coordinator to senior PM, you know, and then, and then up, up and up and up, right? From, from there, many different industries, many different pro- professional profiles. Hopefully I did that justice, but Brian, I'm so interested to, to talk to you about, you know, the variations between industries that you've seen, uh, the variations between PM types that you've seen going from non t- non-tech PM to P- uh, tech PM. Break it down for me, please. Yeah, well, I think one, one of the things that's interesting about my resume is that there's always a natural progression. And I think the natural progression is the key there that prepares me for the next role. And so I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're asking, why is this person here? Or how did this person get into this role? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to name names, but yes. (laughs) But many times when you have that question, it leads back to the fact that there was no natural progression. And so for me, I kind of cut my teeth in oil and gas, and I kind of mentioned some of those mentors that helped me. Um, but but one thing about project management, like I mentioned, it's more art than science, but the science part of it or the theory behind it doesn't really change from industry to industry. So if you understand the theory and the process, you can carry over that process across many industries. And that's one of the things that I've done. And so Uh, one of my passions is technology. And I knew while I was working in oil and gas that I wanted to be in the tech world, just didn't know how to get into it. And I had an amazing opportunity to step into um, a tech PM role with an integrator in Houston. And one of the key people there was this uh, guy named John Deneen. I met John um, right when I first jumped into the tech space. I knew nothing about technology. He was one of the people who took me under his wing and really showed me the ins and the outs, and he made it clear for me. Um, And once I was able to connect the dots on the tech side, it was just a matter of time because I already had the the PM piece of it. And so I was able to really do some great work there. Um, And it was a really fast-paced environment. So You know, I was with the organization for about four and a half years, but in that four and a half years, I mean, you would do about a hundred projects a year. So you really had an opportunity to really immerse yourself in the tech if you were, you know, someone who had that interest. And that's what I do. Um, I just dive in. So I dove into technology, really honed my skills there. And then I was able to jump into sports and entertainment. And that was an amazing opportunity. I think I sh- I showed you my championship ring that I um, <laughs> that I got from. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Another thing that so... I don't have on my resume. <laughs> but it was an amazing opportunity for me, and I'm so glad that I took that opportunity. And while I was working in um, sports and entertainment, I met a guy uh, by the name of Nate Thompson. And Nate's an amazing guy. He really showed me kind of the power of connection. And, and the power of connection is so valuable, not only in life, but also in project management as well. And I mean, you hear the notion about it's not what you know, it's about who you know. Right. But 
I wasn't really able to visualize that until I met Nate. And Nate put it together for me where I could see his connections uh, with people were just like the best thing ever. He could make a, a call to somebody and say, hey, can you talk to this guy about X, Y, Z? And, you know, it would happen. And he knew the right people to engage. And if he didn't know, he could talk to somebody who did know. Right. And that illustration kind of really put all the pieces together for me because I was able to do that on projects, right? Sure. And to build those connections, be able to tap in uh, with this group or that group and connect the dots for them. And, and many of the times with uh, technology, you're really connecting um, various parts of the business together in an effort to streamline something, right? Or improve a process uh, via technology. And so uh, Nate taught me that key point about that power of connection and really tying everything together. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's this idea of progression, right? With each role you've taken, you it sounds like you've been unafraid to jump different industries and ultimately landing in your passion, right? And then fortunately having someone like Nate to really teach you about technology and kind of how project management, program management kind of plays into um, that industry. So Brian, question for you, because I hear from a lot of, uh, you know, new PMs, amateur PMs, junior PMs, uh, that going from non-tech to tech can be quite a daunting thing. And oftentimes it's because there's this anxiety around the fact that they may not know technology. They're, they're afraid that they don't really know the system that needs to be managed or, you know, there's just kind of this um, fear and anxiety around the fact that we're, the, the PM is not going to be a subject matter expert from day one. And so when it comes to that hesitation, did you find yourself hesitating when you finally landed, you know, this tech role that you've been passionate about or kind of how did you go about that? Well, I took a, a strategic approach. Um, one of the first things that I did was I connected with PMI because it's, it's an amazing thing to be in community with other PMs who are in the industry that you want to be in. And so by attending conferences and other uh, PMI events, I was able to connect with people who are already in technology and really kind of pick their brain or just discuss with them about some of the challenges um, with getting into tech and how they navigate the, the field and things like that. And now that I'm in the space, I can also provide insight and bounce ideas off of that same community. So that was one of the first things that I did that was very beneficial. The next one, um, I think is is uh, also very beneficial, and that's honing your craft. So being absent of really the technology, honing your craft as a project manager first, because if you can get the process down, um, you don't have to be in the weeds, nuts and bolts as a project manager. That's what the engineers are there for. So that's not really your role as a project manager. It'd be great if you had a, a working knowledge of what you're implementing and also just to be able to speak to the tech. Um, but sometimes that's not always the case. And many times you're learning um, as you're implementing and 
So really honing your craft as a project manager, whether that's independent study through certifications or formal education, um, that was my approach there to really hone my craft. And then lastly was um, mirroring leaders mm-hmm. and kind of mimicking the behavior of great leaders and people who are already in the space. And so um, that's one thing that I do, uh, like I mentioned before, is really picking up things that work really well for others, putting it into your toolbox. Not everyone does everything great. So um, where there's opportunity for someone to do something better, you can make a mental note to say, well, I saw how that was handled. If I was in the same situation, I would probably approach it this way. And, um, but if someone does something great, definitely pick that up, put it in your toolbox. And one thing I always do every time I make a transition to let's say another industry is I always identify subject matter experts and I latch onto them and never let them go. (laughs) And I also (laughs) identify people doing uh, similar things that I want to do and I latch onto them and I never let them go. And that's kind of how you know, we're in this conversation now. I latched on to you and I'm never letting go. And feelings <laughs> mutual. I don't, I don't know if we're like the two octopuses that are just like intertwined at this point, Brian, but yeah, I think you're stuck with me too. So for that very reason, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think that's absolutely necessary, right? Is, is if you don't know, be unafraid to, to latch on to those that do know. And I think that's such a great piece of advice for those who are really afraid to kind of make that leap between non-tech and tech PM roles, I think it can be daunting to even do it in the reverse, right? If you were in a tech PM role and now you're moving to a non-tech PM role. So I think vice versa, you're going to have that, maybe that same hesitation, but all of those tips you've laid out, Brian, things that have worked for you, that all makes sense. Go into a community where there are people that are doing what the role that you want to be in and learn from them. Uh, get people that are within your uh, new role, either as a tech or non-tech PM, who are the subject matter experts who can back you up when there are questions that you don't have the answer to. And also just be ready for, for a, learning, a little bit of a learning curve in that. Um, and the way you've kind of uh, outlined it, Brian, is, is, is the best way to do it is kind of just be there, be a sponge, observe when you start your role. Uh, and, and pick up on the SMEs around you. And sooner or later, you kind of start to pick up on the tech jargon anyway, whether you've really been uh, from a, you're coming from a tech background or not, I would say, I think the more you hear conversations about it, the more you become an expert as well. So there's a lot Definitely. of things that you can do to to kind of help alleviate maybe some of the, the fear and the anxiety you would have to take on a role that Brian, like Brian has, but Brian, you've kind of swung in there and hit the ground running and very easily now I see you as my tech PM friend. So um, one of those things is latch onto the people who do know. And I think Brian, that's, that's you in terms of if you guys want to know more about uh, how to either transition between industries, but also specifically how Brian is doing in his current role as a tech PM. And I, I, for one, no, kind of just from side conversations that you are kicking ass so, um, and being awesome. So I think you can absolutely reach out to Brian and, and get some advice there. Definitely. So I, I don't, Brian, I, you're awesome. 
I, I think this was really interesting to hear kind of your progression and your journey and all of those people who have impacted you along the way. I am always inspired and by you and I hope other PMs also aspire to be like you in terms of uh, all of the things that you have learned and your experiences and the things that you're now sharing with your team and those that get to know you. So uh, the beauty of being virtual as we are right now recording, is that you can also sync up with Brian virtually if you wanted to chat with him more. So I think, Brian, that will do it for this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. Again, it was an honor to hear your journey. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed listening to Brian's uh, journey as well. If you want to continue the conversation with Brian about anything that you've heard about his journey or anything else that you might have questions on, Brian, where can people find you online? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Brian Summons PMP. Let's connect and discuss. He's super active, by the way. So yes, definitely connect with him. He has great posts, great stories, always has, you know, thoughtful, provoking uh, statements that you like to make on there. Um, So definitely make sure to follow and chat with Brian on LinkedIn. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well. You can also visit theeverydaypm.com for more content, as well as if you're looking for mentorship, um, I am also available for that as well. So support the Everyday PM podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The Everyday PM podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, and most podcasting platforms. Thank you all for joining Brian and I in this installment of Brian's amazing life and journey. Uh, Definitely check out some of the other Everyday PM podcast episodes. There are a few that are featuring Brian as well. And until next time, everyone, take care. Bye.